It's a belter. It's one nil Tottenham. Boys, we're back. Um, and we're gathered here because we all love the beautiful game and we've all been lifted up by the beautiful game. And other times we have been battered down and buried by the beautiful game. I'm Keegan Gowitz. Joining me as always, Toby Hinefeld, And we've got our guest, Eddie Barr, on here today, who is flying high, um, being lifted up by the beautiful game. Toby and I um, somewhat buried right now. But uh, gentlemen, thanks for for jumping on here. How are we doing? And and we'll start with our guest, Ed. What are you sipping on, if you are sipping on anything tonight? No, appreciate you guys having me. Um, I'm sipping on some water tonight. Um, you know, you said we're flying high, so that's definitely what we're doing tonight. Um, <laughs> but no, feeling good, man. We're, we're back. Good to see you guys as always. Good to see you. Tobes, what about yourself? How are you? Like, you this, like the Sunday responsibility, Ed. That's a... Uh... That's a I hate positive. it, but yes. yeah, way to yeah. go. Well, you know, that that kickoff for Man United was pretty early in the for the Sunday morning. Um, tonight I have a Bell's Brewing out of Kalamazoo. Uh, it's a cold-hearted IPA. So I've been I love their two-hearted. That's my it's it's probably my favorite beer. Um, and they do all these different IPA variants, it's kind of based in that family. And this is just that cold IPA. I don't know if you guys have seen it at the grocery store it's kind of a new trend like hazy was kind of a thing two years ago cold ipa i actually had to research it because i've never really had any of them before so the difference between a cold ipa and a regular ipa is where it's brewed with lager yeast at a colder temperature so lagers you have to be brewed at a colder temp than say a pale ale or a porter stout anything like that um so you most home brewers can't do like standard lagers because you have mm-hmm. to have like where, where it's fermenting it has to be like i forget the temp it's like 10 degrees cooler than like normal normal beer and so that's what this ipa is as well so um flavor profile it's uh, it's it's an ipa it's not my favorite honestly i think i'm just kind of west coast and ip and hazy ipa guy but it's not bad 7.0 um uh, yeah so that's what we're drinking uh keegs what do you got going on tonight what do you give it you said you're not crazy about it are we talking like 1.5 or are we talking more like two to three range two to three range yeah okay. it's not really my cup of tea it's too malty and uh earthy tasting it doesn't really have like that hop punch in the face i like so much so yeah. all right i got a uh turbo tower station imperial india pale ale from uh brewed with mango and other natural flavors from mother road brewing company and this is another beer actually uh that was brought to me by um one of our fellow co-workers um Jose Flor, uh, just like last week, he had brought this beer in as well. So I saved it over the week. 9.1 percenter. Watch out. That's exactly what I need tonight to heal the pain. Um, and I'm actually not sure. I'm not seeing. Oh, Flagstaff, Arizona is is where Mother Road Brewing is out of. So um, okay. it's pretty good. I'm I'm more of a, as I've been drinking a lot of Imperial IPAs lately. I, I like that piney taste. This obviously mm-hmm. has more of the citrus feel with the mango, but it, it's pretty yeah. good overall. I'll give it like a three and a half. Nice. Keith, so all the oh, list. Oh, go ahead, Ed. Sorry. Aren't those uh, IPAs the ones with like, the, they have like random stuff on them, like an alien and stuff, like a lot of those Imperials? Um, well, I mean, IPAs in general, I feel like they're, the, the cans are always um, wild. This one is like a, it looks like a, a state building, like a government building. Um, and it's taken off at Turbo Tower Station. It's like taken off into space like a rocket um so it's kind of a cool can i've i've never had this brewery um i feel like this is maybe our first arizona brew Ooh. so 
Back to back, West Virginia, now Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really branching mm-hmm. out. Really branching yeah, like out it. here in season four. So, yeah. Um, so, everyone, follow us on Brews and Belters uh, on Instagram and then on Twitter. Uh, Keegs has been boosting for us on Instagram. It's killing for us. Um, last week, we kind of mentioned, uh, I want to say we aired out our grievances, but we were just complaining about the fact that we, there's too much to watch, too little time. We need to make more money doing this. And so that's, Ed, I'm no pressure, seriously, no pressure. But this is kind of like an interview for you as well, because I've kind of come to the conclusion, Keys, I want to throw this out to you. I think we need a summer intern. Someone (laughs) that could be a little bit maybe sales driven. And Ed, I think you might be this guy. Like you, we're not going to pay you. It's an internship. Unpaid. You actually will (laughs) pay us each episode. Each episode you pop on, just, you know, a few bucks. Yeah, yeah. a little fee to get on the episode. Yeah. and (laughs) I uh, like that. So that's where I'm kind of feeling. Uh, That's why I was hoping that we'd have uh, one or two other guests. Keegan uh, knew a couple of guys that were Liverpool Liverpool supporters, um, but not able to make it tonight. Ed, we got you. Yep. I mean, this. That's all we need. This oh, this need. was this was such a big weekend. Uh, I kind of we kind of shouted out last week, Keegs. Uh, you know there was midweek games, weekend games, Afcon, AFC Asia Cup, uh, Syria, Bundesliga. Like all of them are going this week. There were some big matches, and I was telling Keegs before this, I kind of feel like the Premier League fumbled the bag. You know, like the 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 flagship game of the week wasn't even on NBC or USA. It wasn't even on cable. It was on Peacock. And I feel like they kind of dropped the ball as a whole for what could have been an awesome uh, uh, European football forward. Especially because I, I, don't, I don't think you mentioned this when we were with us being on air here, but the first week in however many months we haven't had the NFL on. Yeah, that's exactly. That's the biggest thing. Like you, you, you got to have this on cable, right? Bad, bad was for both. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Do you guys know how the the like their TV rights work at all, and how they decide what games are on Peacock and what games are on NBC? The thing with Peacock is it's owned by NBC, so you 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 would imagine NBC can be like, hey, we're gonna go ahead and just show it on both, right? Right. You would assume, yes. You know, it's definitely both English and Spanish versions on Peacock, but English, you would assume that they would have. You know, I, I would assume both. You know, I know Peacock always has the Spanish only. They don't usually have Spanish Premier League aired on cable. But regardless, yeah, I think it's a fumble bag. I, I had texted in a chat that Ed is in a little fan duel, um, like fantasy chat, and somebody sent a meme. You know, no Sunday football for the first time in however many months, and it was just like some depressed dude. It's yeah. like really, really good opportunity to watch one of the biggest matches of the season in in the Premier League, and. uh yeah, I mean, it's like, hope you have a Peacock login. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean, but hands down, this leading up to this week, there were some pretty good games. Uh, I mean, Liverpool and Arsenal were was kind of the main one. Um, I don't want to get into that right now, Ed. I want to focus on you specifically, especially since you're the only winner of the group today with a 3-0 win over West Ham. Uh, I mean, that's on paper it doesn't look as great but i mean west ham's a very good team and so i think that's a huge win for you guys especially coming off of some doubtful performances and then a pretty good midweek uh rush and i mean you have the three darling boys coming in hot <laughs> yeah it was um it was a big turn of a big turn of events this week i think i went up to keegan on thursday before united played and said you know ten hog might be getting the sack after this game <laughs> 
and that turned into I'm a, I'm a full blown believer again. So pretty I give quick. it a week. That, <laughs> that was after their uh, FA Cup where they had to go on the road. I forget who they even where they even went. Somewhere Newport, random. Newport, Newport County. Newport County. Newport County smells like a cigarette, and yep. yeah, uh, they, they could have wet the bed there, and it looked like at times they might have, but yep. yeah, that's what I've, I've been. Uh, that can't be comfortable for Ten Hag, can it? Like he's no. got to be just puking before every game, I would assume. Yeah, I would assume too, and like it was the worst thing ever because we played pretty much our strongest eleven that we had, and it was still four two, which was pretty, pretty embarrassing. I mean, the whole season's been up and down. I don't think we've strung together like three or four wins like with good performances behind them yet so we're two down i'd like to see us i think we got a pretty pretty easy little schedule coming up easier so hopefully we can get some points back i think we're only eight points off off tottenham right now so you guys got to pick it up or else we're coming for you that is Uh, the thing you guys are still top six which despite how much drama there has been around United over the past couple seasons. It seems like you guys still just hang around there. I mean, last season, um, you know, it, it just felt like United was a shell of their former selves and, you know, they still finish up there in the table and it's, it, it, you guys seem to eke out these results and it, it happened earlier in the week with Wolves. I, I came into this week fully thinking after the Newport match, they're going to fumble against Wolves and then West Ham is going to spank them and Ten Hog is going to be out. Wolves is kind of a trap game. Like yeah, I always look at that is. as a trap game. Like, and you today. never, you never know what you're gonna get. Uh, I will say, I will go as far as to say, Wolves looked more Liverpool today than Liverpool did. Like mm-hmm. Wolves showed up in those all reds and just yeah. moved the ball around. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, Keeks. We'll we'll get back into that. Cunha, Cunha is a great player, by the way, man. I'm impressed yeah. by this Cunha guy. Oh, yeah. Um, and Wolves for us, dude. I think there was a stat over like the last. Five or six games we've played them. There hasn't been a result that we scored more than two goals in. And so we did little score predictions, and Jared had projected uh, 3-2. And I said, dude, if you think we're putting up three goals, it's over. If Wolves score two, we're going to lose. So 4-3, that was exciting. I think Maynu is probably the best player in the world right now, and I don't think anyone comes close. Behave. <laughs> Behave. <laughs> but, no, it was good. It was a good game to watch. Uh, how do you feel about him, Garnacho and Hoyland? Just kind of, I feel like they're taking this team by the scruff of the neck, and I feel like you have a, a core leadership group, which Garnacho has been around for a while, you know, this season, a little bit of last season, but as a whole, I feel like you kind of are getting a new, a new nucleus of the group, and I, that has to be refreshing being a United fan. Yeah, it's cool too, because like obviously two are academy prospects. And that's like our big thing today. The picture, you saw the picture of them three sitting on the stands and um, it's the 58th anniversary or I guess anniversary is the wrong word of the Busby Babes, the the air crash that we had in Munich. So um, that was crazy to think. And he, Busby was all about, hey, I'm going to play the youth. We're going to get the youth involved. Fergie, all about getting the youth. So that's the United Way is to, to see three people, two under 21 who just turned 21 today. It's It's pretty awesome to watch. So I'm excited for what we have going forward. That sounds like a cheer right there. I'll give that a cheer for uh, the 58th anniversary. That is, I, I didn't know that. Um, I must have missed that pregame. So, um, and that is a that. gigantic water you're drinking. <laughs> that is like a that's like a big old polar pot, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's it's my girlfriend's. I stole it from her, so she's gonna I like be pissed. It. She's gonna be pissed when she gets back from the gym. Uh, Likes that you have a girlfriend, dude. Oh yeah, I like. I'd that. let everyone know. I'd let the followers know. Ed, Ed, five goals and six games for Hoyland. 
dumbest selly I've seen in a while. I'm okay with it though. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> of course you did. I loved uh, it. What what's different about him? Like what what's going on right now that the goals are starting to come in when they haven't been previously? We're not playing a certain Brazilian left winger who costs ninety million. <laughs> Did yep. did you see where Manu ignored him at the celebration? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, puts his hand up, stop. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't <laughs> get too close, man. Get too close. Um, I think I think it's that because Garnacho can kind of do both on the right. And I just think once he saw one go in, I think it kind of just took the pressure off and he said, All right, let's do this thing. And um, I'll give credit to Keegs. Keegs has been a fan since day one. I was not, I, I wasn't sold on him. It's getting to the point where he hadn't scored in so long where it's like, okay, you're doing good things and I get it, you know, not getting the service, but it was kind of getting time for him to start scoring and he's doing it. It's pretty awesome to watch. He's, he's sick, dude. He's awesome. Kinks Kinks was honestly probably day one. Cause I think Kinks followed him a little bit when he came from Syria as well. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's been there and seen that. And I, I, I wasn't as high on him. But it's kind of looking like he's that prototype, yeah, n- number nine that you need. You need like he can he. I mean, take today for instance, quickest feet and that snap of a shot was dirty, yeah. absolutely dirty of a shot. And he does that. And then I don't remember if it was this game or if it was the last game I watched, but he like pretty much just threw his ass into the post and just got a dinker and was on his chest just like celebrating that it went in and like, dude, that's what, that's what you guys have been lacking. I'm not going to lie. You guys had it for a little bit last season, but this season there's been very little to no heart. Uh, Keeks compared United to my Tottenham Hotspurs of the previous couple of years where there's like lackadaisical. No one really cares to play for the badge. They're all going to kind of act like it be like big boys, but they're not actually going to go out there and take the game. And I feel like, it's it's kind of turning the page. I hope hopefully you guys can keep building off of that. That's what I'm hoping for this. Because as shitty as it sounds, or as much as I hate saying this, the with Manchester United being good, the Premier League is way better with them good. You know, they're kind of like the Yankees or the Dodgers when it comes to uh, you know, just a flagship program. Yeah, worldwide brand. And and I think that the thing with them, like these three young players want the smoke they want the spotlight they want the moment and that's what united have been missing is players who thrive in the theater of dreams who thrive under that spotlight and like hoyland's gonna go out there and it the difference is you know he, he didn't get off to a great start but he still had that fire he still had that passion that's why i'm still on board with darwin because darwin can hit the post four times in a match and he's still gonna go out and fly around the pitch at a thousand miles per hour and if he does score, he's going to let his nuts hang in the celebration. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you're on top or if you're not. you gotta, you got to go out and give everything. And those three do. Garnacho even more so than Hoyland. And Hoyland is all about that action. And Garnacho, to, to a different level, he has got – I know Ronaldo's his idol. And he has got that big game, I'm going to chew you up. I don't care who you are. I'm going to chew you up mentality. And mm-hmm. I, it, it is, again, to, to echo Toby – I hate to see United succeed, but I love to see United succeed in this kind of way where it is, it's amazing football to watch. It, it's a, it's a pleasure to, it was a pleasure to watch them today. I, I enjoyed that so much more that, than any match that I've seen recently. 100%. Yeah. And Kings, we'll touch on Darwin too. Uh, I have a, I have a little soft spot for the guy. Cause I actually think he's really good. Um, 
yeah, Garnacho is one of those players. I think one of the commentators today, he's just so like relentless, like sometimes to a fault because he's so young and he doesn't know when to turn it off just yet. But yeah. it's like every time he gets the ball, he's like, yeah, I'm going to run at a defender. I'm going to take this guy on. I'm going to do this. And yeah, I, I, mean, I love that. Oh, it's awesome. I, that's what you want out of a winger. I think if Rashford would do that all the time, he'd be doing the same exact thing. He's doing better now, but. I think he just has to have the mentality of every time you get the ball, just go take the guy on and see what happens. Yeah, and Garnacho's got that little bit of dirty in him where he's not going to full Eric Lamella your ass, but he's going to track back and he might get you on the side with a nice tackle that probably leaves a little bit to the body. I'm totally okay with that. I think wingers all need that, and he's been showing more of that as well, which I'm not saying that's leadership by any means, but uh, it at least shows the rest of the team that you're willing to track back and fight for it. You want a guy who's going to get stuck in. That adds a lot. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, our our like high school coach would even say that in in fucking Illinois high school soccer. Like, (laughs) go out and get stuck in in the first two or three minutes and set the tone. And I think Garnacho does that with his mentality. And any Mm -hmm. player who has that mentality, they they do that. Ed, Ed, are you cool with the system that was set up today with the 4 2 3 1 with Cashmere, Manu, and Fernandez in the middle? Yeah. I, I, I felt like it. the boys bossed today. Yeah, we we did. You know what? We kind of bossed against Wolves too. I mean, we just kind of got unlucky with a penalty that you know is not a penalty in any stretch of the imagination. And with Manu and Casemiro in there, we just have so much more control over the game because you put a guy like McTominay in. McTominay hides from the ball the whole game. Manu wants to get on the ball, but Manu can't play the six on his own yet. He's a little too young still. So having Casemiro with like the experience, like the dirty work, mm-hmm. kind of does that all for Manu. It lets him go forward a little bit, but he still tracks back. I mean, the midfield was great it, today. It kind of seems like that's what Ten Hag wants because that's a, who he started last game and then this game today as well. So it's both Casemiro, Manu, and then Fernandez, and then McTominay coming off the bench. Uh, I think he subbed on for Casemiro. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I love it. I think that's a. I think that's where it's at. I, I thought at times Casemiro was losing a step. Yeah. Um, but I think he's, you know, with the red cards and the injuries and stuff, I think he's been able to kind of keep his groove uh, where he's not like looking like he's as slow as what I thought he was. Um, I did think that about some of the other guys. Like I do think Armabat is a little slower right now. And then I also thought the same thing about uh, Christian Erickson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a little slower. Casemiro's aging. I think we'll need a replacement for him. Yeah, if not this summer, the next, because um, he's getting old. But yeah, it's cool to watch, uh, especially with Martinez back, which looks like he's probably done for too. Ten Hag yeah. said, "Dude, how can that guy not catch a break? Like, Dude, it, it looks like another ACL by the looks of it. It looked like it was his knee of some sort. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Ten Hag. Ten Hag said in the presser, he's like, it, it doesn't look good. So." Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, that sucks because he is a a game changer. I mean, you guys are a different team when he's in there. Another guy that's a mentality monster who's going to set the tone. Not trying to switch too much from United, but from a West Ham perspective, like what was going on with them? Like, I feel like they were so helter-skelter. They got kind of a few – I think Thomas Suchek had like a pretty nice uh, play that he could have scored on and didn't. Um, but other than that, like they've been pretty impressive in my opinion this season and they just didn't look good. And I think a lot of that has to do with United and the way they lined up and played and everything. But I, I, I thought West Ham would have done more than 
then a th- a 3-0 might be a little tough, but even a 2-0, I think is still, I expected more from West Ham today. I think the goal set the tone personally, the, the Hoyland goal. Um, I think it took the air out of West Ham. Um, their midfield is a little bit slow. I mean, Suchek, Ward-Prowse, they're not known for moving the ball super quickly. Well, obviously, Ward-Prowse can pick out a pass from anywhere, but I think a big part of their game has been kudos on the break and, You've got a kudos that is fresh off of Afcon and probably fucking exhausted. Yo, and he don't want to quite look like himself today. Don't want to throw up the you know red light alert going right now, but something that I did notice today, it's not even on like I forget the website I follow. Um, that's like uh, pretty much updates you on dudes' cleats each game they play in. Um, Mohamed Kudus was rocking those ugly ass Skechers that Harry Kane was rocking the 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 blue logo on all whites. That's what he he switched from Puma. He's no longer Puma. I know this because I've been a future boy for about ten years now, and and so I know all my Puma guys. And Kudus, I think he's Ghanaian if I remember. He's from Ghana, and like so, those are guys all love Puma. And for him to be rocking Skechers, like that's not a good look, in my opinion. Yeah. And so that was today. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not. Those idiot, atrocious looking. I mean, they look like my my dad's shoes in cleat form. Like literally, that's what they look like. And that's a Harry Kane. That's his shoe that everyone's wearing. So I love that you have a site that you follow. We're going to need the name of that site. Uh, Yes, I it's 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 pretty well up to the date, honestly. Like they they get it within games like, oh, this is what human son wore this game. Like very specific. And it's awesome. And you can get the picture. You And then they have like a different. You know what? I'm just gonna share it to you guys later tonight. We'll yeah. get to we'll get this going. But yeah, let's get that. But that's when I knew West Ham was done when Kudus went from Puma to Skechers. Like I'm like, oh, he's airmailed it. Like so he weird. made it big time. Probably sold. Probably signed like like fifty thousand or fifty million dollar contract with them. Whatever. <laughs> Don't know, but. It was Dude, at least West fifty thousand. At least. 50, <laughs> <laughs> at least. <laughs> And um, just going off this performance, because we've seen not just with United, but every club in the Prem, just sustaining, 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 like, you know, the ups and downs, having a good performance, great. Ten Hag is off the hot seat for a week. You know, what do you want to see taking off of, like, taking from this performance and maybe other performances as well? What do you want to see moving forward, maybe continued from this match or just in general from from the season so far and what do you want to see them maybe steer away from to, yeah. to keep this going yeah i think he has to play this 11 or the closest thing you can get to this 11 every game i think it'll probably be veron and mcguire now that lissandra is going to be gone but i think you keep this starting 11 i actually loved mctominay kind of as like that 70 minute super sub i thought that brought a lot of energy i think he created the last goal for us too um, I think I love I have a, I have a weird love hate for McTominay because he's like not good, but he just tries so damn hard. <laughs> he's, so, he's, he's so Scottish. It's a little too Scottish, yeah, if yeah. that makes sense. So Scottish. And he just or tries he, so damn hard. That, that leg of his has goals in it, though. I think he has like six or seven yeah, on the season. Yeah. And like that, that guy, you see him and you're like, that guy doesn't score goals. Like he's he a farmer. He's, yeah. Finds it's a way so to do weird. it, though. I, I think he is perfect for a, a late substitute, though, because he brings that energy. He brings that like mentality too, and 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 he's going to keep, he's going to keep a lead, or he's going to push on and try and 
chase, you know, a draw or a, or a win. Yeah, he's he's perfect for that, I think. And then I think he needs to start playing uh, Diallo. I think he needs to get Diallo some minutes. But yeah. other than that, we need to score and keep a lead, dude. <laughs> we need to keep yeah. a lead because we can't keep a lead worth of shit. Is that is that Ten Hag causing that? I don't know. I don't think you can blame him. What, what's he doing? You think he's going in at halftime saying, like, hey, come out and play like shit? Or, hey, concede a goal and then go ahead and give him well, one right back to make it a little harder on you. Well, I think I think you can correct some tactics on things. Uh, I'm, me specifically, I'm thinking about Ange, Big Ange at Tottenham and how we are just susceptible to free, you know, free kicks, corner kicks, and then we're also susceptible to – uh, you know, late game winners, like we, we give up late game goals and it's like, that's a tactic, you know, that's, that's your, that's your subs that you're putting on. And when you're not subbing midfield and defense, you know, you're subbing a, a winger or forward or something, you're expecting something instead of what you're actually getting. And that's why I think it's some of that is coaching. Why I'm asking that is because, uh, Ten Hag's been on the hot seat. Do you think he's going to make it the entire season? I think if he can scrape us to top four or even fifth and we start getting good performances, yes. Because we got the new ownership too. So I think Ineos, it all depends, right? If we start losing or we're still inconsistent, I think he's gone. But I think if he can scrape us to top four or even fifth, maybe get to the FA Cup final again, I think I think he'll stay. He Don't you think he deserves another season? I'll another, give him one another, I would say not maybe not a whole another season, but another off season. I think yeah, I think he deserves one more summer. I think Ineos is coming in and saying we're spending big. I think we're already doing a lot of stuff to get us back to FFP. With a yeah. lot of loanies. I think all the Deadwood's going to be going out this summer. I feel like you got to give him till Christmas of next year or okay. this year, I guess. I think give him till Christmas. And if we're not not title challengers, but you know third, maybe kind of pushing for a title charge like Arsenal is. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's got to go. Yeah, Higgs, where? Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say. I mean, where do where do you want to see that money spent? Like, I, I my mind goes to obviously an aging midfield, Casemiro, Erickson. Um, you know, you got a guy like McTominay, which I I feel the same. You know, if I was a United supporter, I would feel the same as you. Where it's like, this is a guy we can keep around and play an FA Cup and Carabao Cup matches, and he can come off the bench in the sixty fifth or seventieth but I don't want him playing a full 90. I don't want him starting on, you know, if I would prefer first choice, obviously injuries come into that, but the midfield's aging. Um, you mentioned Casemiro. I, I think a good, not to jump to AFCON, I think a good replacement for him maybe would be South Africa's uh, Mokoena, but I think that's somebody that should be looked into. Um, but Ooh, did we just shout out, yeah. shout out our boy. We did. We got him in early. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm ahead of Fabrizio here. Uh, that in. I like it. That in. I, but, like it. I mean, like I, I want to focus on obviously that front three. If they can play like that, you'll eat that up for the next 12 years. But midfield defense, I mean, Maguire and Varane, I know that's not what you're looking for moving forward here in the back line. And I mean, behind them, you got Johnny Evans, who's 98 years old <laughs> and behind him i don't even know who at center back so who like what's on your wish list where do you want to see that money spent and obviously um, you've got to grind out the rest of this season with what you've got because the transfer windows closed yep i want to see and i'll even give you a player so that's how much i think about this we need to sign Tadebo or andre silva from benfica um that guy's a maniac he's only 19 super good um 
I think a six. Like uh, I'm I'm in love with Everton's uh, Amadou Onana. I'm in love with him. I think oh, he's amazing. I, I think Dude, he's, he's like their least score too, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, he'd be perfect next to Manu. I think he's kind of like a worse version of Casemiro, but the same concept of like all he really has to do is break up play and kind of give the ball to Manu. He doesn't yep. really have to do too much. Um, and then we, I, I would like to see either another – like an older striker, like a more experienced, right? Like I think we were linked to – like a chupa moting, but someone someone of that nature to kind of say, hey, we'll bring him in, or sometimes Hoyland needs the night off. We need someone to lead the line for us. Because he's still Hoyland's only 21, right? Yeah. And then I think if we can bring in like a right wing, I know we always bring in right wings, but I still think Garnacho would be better coming in later in the game for now. Yeah. And so I still think a right wing and maybe even a left wing, depending on what we're gonna do with Rashi. A little like Edison Cavani type of striker. I'm not that Olivier Giroud would ever go to United, but like an Olivier Giroud, yeah, Robin Van Persie situation here. Yeah, someone like that. Like, let's get it like a, you know, 30, 31 year old guy who's just good. Like Benzema would have been perfect on a loan. Like someone like that. You can just kind of show Hoyland. Syria has a few of those like aging strikers that still have 10 plus in them. In that yeah. league, yeah, yeah, that's all you need, uh, and, and, and they can mentor Hoyland as well. And some of those younger yeah. attackers, exactly, it's all you need. Ed, did you have any effects from AFCON or the Asia Cup? Did any of your uh <laughs> roster go? Um, I think, I, I'm trying to went, think. but he only missed one game and it was against Newport. And Do- I wish you would have stayed. So that's a, that, I, I saw. I heard that stat today. Onana has not missed a game for Manchester United. I'm like, what the fuck? Didn't he like go to Africa for like a he week went, or two? He went to Afcon and got his got his ass bench. got his ass bench <laughs> because he got three shots on goal, three goals conceded, didn't make so, one fucking save, dude. So I heard all that, and that dog got probably the save of the game in the first half. I forget when it was. I forget it was like on his left side. I want to say, dude had a phenomenal save and that's like onana in a nutshell like guys all over the place helter skelter like one way you know he's going to he's going to africa getting stuck in the airports like coming back and like playing <laughs> against tottenham you know i don't know it, dude's wild and then for him to come in and just that's balls man that is and i think his team will notice that like oh you came back this early to help us like that that means something i think from manchester united perspective from the country perspective, I think Cameroon, I want to say, uh, which, yeah. by the way, Keeks, Cameroonian. It's not, it's Cameroonians. Uh, oh. I forget what we were saying, like macaroons, but Cameroons. So <laughs> we were saying it's not Cameroons, it's Cameroonians. Okay. Uh, I think they all hate him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I was he say, he's going to retire from international. I was, was going to say, I don't think but, his, his countrymen really love him being there, but I will echo your point, Toby. I, I like what he's doing for United. Um, I mean, it, his performances have been shoddy at times, but I think that the commitment, like I, I felt for him. And we talked about this a little bit last week when we were talking AFCON, I felt for him a little bit because you could tell he delayed his trip to AFCON because it feels like he's still trying to solidify his his spot and and like went over the fans and went over the club and his performances have have been spotty but i like that attitude of like he's bought in like he he wants to win over the club it feels like and he wants to be the guy and if i'm united i i am buying into that and i'm i i appreciate that i sent a text earlier in our chat ed 
if if I'm United ownership, it's it's a pretty easy job. I'm selling everybody except for the front three and Lissandro. But I would probably throw Onana in there, really. Maybe I have a soft spot for him, but I would throw him oh, in there. And I would hold that's on to that's him. a soft spot, bro. He's yeah. not that good. Here's the thing, Kings, and you guys are like, oh, I love that he came back, dude. We wish he would have fucking stayed. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted him to stay. Uh, I think I do you know. I do. I do like what he's doing. I I award it. You know, good for him. Same thing that I said about Hoyland earlier, though. It's getting to the point where it's like, yeah, okay, you got to start making some saves. You got to start playing some consistently good football here, or else it's kind of it, it's just a gimmick at this point, right? So, um. Yeah, yeah, the harsh the harsh reality of the sport and the expectations. Yeah, you can pour your heart into it, but if you're just not good enough, you're just not good enough. So yeah, and so, this uh, is the last thing I'll say. I'll say last two things on United. I, I do want to get into Liverpool and Tottenham. Um, but last two things I'll say on United here. Onana is a worse De Gea who can kick the ball a little bit further. I don't even <laughs> think he passes that good. And you know, to Di Maria, Mohamed Kudus, you know. I don't know if you guys saw that he did that celebration to us last time we played and Garnacho yeah. mocked it. Yeah. So suck it. And Di Maria saying, Oh, you should celebrate like Messi right in your face, buddy. Because <laughs> that was awesome. I think and Mohamed Kudus, who everyone we should have bought over Anthony is the, is the thing. And we didn't need to buy either of them because we have our golden boy. So I'm excited. I think we're going to push for a title charge second half of the season, but oh, <laughs> that's a while. Uh, Keegs, we talked about Ten Hag, hot seat. Uh, where's Poch's lease at? Leash at uh, for when it comes to Chelsea? Like, is he even have a leash or? Uh, it doesn't feel like it. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I mean, my mind's blown at this. We're 23 matches into the season, and they're at 11th in the table. And I have questioned for the last couple of years why Poch doesn't have a job. And then Chelsea go out and spend all this money. They've been a shit show for a bit. And he comes in, and I'm like, yeah, Chelsea's going to be phenomenal this year. Chelsea's the team to watch. And it's it's just been the same old. And that's why I asked about what you want to see for the future, Ed, with United, because we see this with Premier League teams, and, and the parity this season is so strong. The league all the way through is, I mean, you, I, I look at one through 11 and it's like none of those teams, even with Liverpool being top of the league right now, none of those teams feel like a safe away trip. Mm-hmm. None of them. And so I, I understand that, but it's just, I, I expect so much more from Chelsea and everyone does and the money they've spent. And I, I almost feel like the money they've spent has been a big part of the issue when you have that many players coming in and and we've seen it with the last couple managers as well, where it's like Potch kind of has his guys a little bit, but you've got a different starting 11. I feel like we haven't been, seen Ben Chilwell forever. And then he's, you know, he plays pretty much the whole match today. And it's, it's like, I don't know how you get in a groove as a player when you're playing with a different player next to you every single match. How do you sync up? How do you, how do you get into the flow of a match? when you've got a different player around you all the time. And that's why I've, I've always defended Havertz and, in, in like the Chelsea uh, supporters and how they, they like went after him. It's like the dude is a number 10. He's been playing the nine or on either wing. You know, he, he didn't, he would show up and not know where he was playing a match and he didn't know who was going to be playing around him either. And it's like, I kind of feel for those players in that sense where it's like, 
you, you don't you're out of place constantly you're yeah. out, you're, you're always out of place yeah. now, now imagine you're christian Pulisic and you don't sound like all the other englishmen but you speak english <laughs> and everyone hates you because of that and that's uh, that's what happens yeah. here dude Thro no, throwing I, being a wanker on top of that's, that yeah that's what, what i'm getting at is uh potch specifically i don't think he gives a shit about any of that money like i really don't i think he's realizing casado isn't as good as a hundred plus, you know, he's not, he's good. He might be, but he's not right now this season. He's not a hundred million player. So you don't need to play him all the time. And same with the thing, same thing with a uh, Modric, like that dude really good. He's, he honestly reminds me of 21 average where he cannot pass or shoot to save his life, but the dude can read a play and is quicker than anyone on the pitch. So he can, he can gather the ball and dribble you know uh, if, i don't know if you've seen mudrich like in full stride he just kicks the ball and runs after it like yeah, he doesn't even dribble like he he's like a speedster uh, but he he has no finishing with capabilities and that's something you have to have through training and like training and training and i i just don't i don't see it with chelsea like their money's been spent stupidly the only player that i would say is maybe worth half of i'm gonna say half three quarters of what he was paid was maybe enzo fernandez like that guy's got something to him, but even that, like, I mean, I think he was like a hundred plus as well. And that's like a lot of money for a, a midfield. Like it really is when we had <laughs> shouting out my boys, Ease Basumo was like 22 million. And that guy <laughs> bosses anyone on that baller, team. Man. Like He's anyone. Uh, Cole Palmer, I will say is worth the money, but I'm glad you brought up Moodrick because I, I think this and I said this when he signed because he was going to sign with Arsenal. He expressed that he wanted to go to Arsenal, and then all of a sudden Chelsea swoop in, as they've done over the last couple. Arsenal years. need more guys with neck tattoos. I will give them that. They do. <laughs> they do, and also I think again with having so many players, not knowing where you're going to play, not knowing who's going to be playing around you. Think of a young player like Mudrik coming from the Ukraine into that environment versus if he were to go to Arsenal, who are just up and up and up and up and up in their prime right now versus Chelsea, who is in the depths of the last two decades of where they've been as a club. And I'm, I don't know. I mean, I think with mood, I think it's a really interesting case where if he goes and joins Arsenal, I think in that system with how they're playing and how they're set up and the players he's got around him, if he's playing in Gabriel Martinelli's spot, I think he could do, a lot of the things that Gabriel Martinelli does because Martinelli well, just beats people down the pitch and that's all Mudrick looks to do. Bro, he doesn't even beat people down the pitch. Van Dyke allow a Van Dyke allows ah. him down the pitch. Oh. 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 Trent Alexander Arnold, Trent Alexander Arnold with cement in his boots allows him to beat him down the pitch. Yeah. Um, but I mean the, the point is I, I think if Mudrick joins Arsenal instead of Chelsea, like that's a pivotal moment. In the Prem, that's a pivotal moment, obviously, in this kid's career, where I think if he joins Arsenal, we're seeing a different Mudrik than than we're seeing at Chelsea. I really I, do. I This is totally another topic we can have another day, but, uh, I mean, where do you come from? It wasn't Glasseray. It was uh, Shakhtar. Donetsk. Shakhtar. I mean, for how much again? It was like 110, I want to say. I was just right, around, right around six. Like but... I mean, it's kind of to the point where I get it if there's like a wonder boy, but you, that's a lot of money to give to a player that hasn't even proven it in a top five program or in a top five league. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money. 
Chelsea and, and Ed, Ed's Cup. like, bro, I'm right there with you. 21 average. How, how, <laughs> how old is Mudrick? He's like 20 or 21. Oh, but, so I mean, he's young, but yeah. 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 Chelsea, Todd Bowley, Chelsea just throwing around money, and the Winter World Cup did that. Enzo Fernandez set the president with the money that was spent on him. And then Caicedo followed right after with a ridiculous price tag. And then they mm-hmm. wanted to swoop in on Mudrick. And they just set that precedent where for a while players were just getting crazy fucking money thrown. That's that's yeah. got to stop, dude. Those players are all like 30 to 50 million less than what they – Yeah. Well, dude, and it's, uh, it's like back in two, – or two, was it 2007 or 2008 whenever Madrid got Ronaldo. They got Ronaldo for like 100 million. Back then 100 yeah. million gets you Ronaldo. Now it gets you Anthony and Mudrick. You know yeah. what I mean? And that was Ridiculous. that was like prime Ronaldo, prime, prime, like sexiest Ronaldo of all time, like one Ballon d'Or the year before. Ronaldo. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's what I think too. And I mean, if we're talking coaches, I think Chelsea spent way too much money in terms of like, dude, how are you going? You spent, you bought so many players. How do you even know who you want to play? Imagine having to manage yeah. all of those egos who are, are on three hundred k a week wages, saying like, hey, you got to mm-hmm. play me, you got to play me, and. I think Ten Hag has to do it sometimes too. It's like you spent that much money on the player, you have to play him. Right. So it's yeah. like, how do you play all of them? You can't. Yeah. It, it, especially with Chelsea, it blows my mind because the manager carousel they were on, where each of these men, and we've echoed this for a fucking year and a half now, like a lot of these players that are on these crazy wages have been brought in from another manager. So you didn't even necessarily want them, you've inherited this heavy burden. And there's like 15 fucking players on there that are just drastically overpaid yeah. it's it's nuts you, they, could you have, know, they could have two starting 11s you know ben chilwell went into today looking he's like fuck i'm starting right now like <laughs> where's my boy Graham potter at like that's all i really cared about and that's that's where it's at like it's dude chelsea's a shit show yeah who isn't a shit show right now it's tottenham uh 17 year old wonder boys picking us over barcelona let's go i've uh, seen seen some highlights and especially dude you you make a one and a half to three minute mixtape with like some childless gambino or some meek mill i'm gonna eat that shit up left and right and that's what i have with this 17 year old lucas bergwall picked us over barca we're pretty much promising him first team opportunities next season. It's all we can do. And just doing that to everyone. Like, Hey, we don't, I don't give a shit about age. Like if you're good, you play kind of thing. Perfect. Uh, Tottenham. We have a manager who hasn't even played at all the stadiums, you know, this season he's coming into his own. Uh, our defense is the average age of 23. Our talisman of 10 seasons has left us. And all I'm going to say about Tottenham right now, the only thing I'm going to say, Keeks, put your headphones on. I know it's right there. You got it. The only thing I'm going to say about Tottenham right now is before the weekend, we were eight points to Liverpool. After this weekend, we're seven points to Liverpool. Watch your ass. We're coming for you. That's all I'm saying. I don't think we need to talk Tottenham anymore from this. Uh, I've already referenced Wolves look more Liverpool than today. What more do you really? want to do, guys? Let's you just get lost. right into it. You, Let's you just drew, get right into it. You drew in the Daesh and Derby that we've been waiting for, and, and that's all you got about Tottenham. <laughs> that's huh? that's all I have, dude. Uh, I I'm totally okay with where we're at right now as a club because we still have a ton of stuff to figure out and a ton of players missing, and it is what it is. The only guy who can honestly say that he knows what I'm going through is probably you, Ed uh keys i don't know much about you and your injury qualms or whatever but ed ed and i we know like we know 
we know. I want to. I just want to say, I think Everton right now they're in 18th with 19 points after the 10 point deficit. They are six points off of Fulham in 13th. I think they finished top 15. Um, mm. They have been completely galvanized by the point deduction and Sean Dyche and everything with the club. They've got and Onana. Yeah, they've got some young players that are solid. Onana is amazing. I love Onana. Uh, but, I mean, they're just purring, man. They're a blast to watch. I thought about uh, having Sondag on here tonight, actually, just right. to talk a little Everton. We I should have been okay with that. Right. Um, I mean, they're, they're actually enjoyable to watch after last year being so painful and stale to watch play. And I, I love to see that. If, if they were to get relegated, it, it would be it would be terrible. I think it would be terrible for the brand. Uh, Ed, I want your tactics on this. Keegs, yours as well. Have you guys been watching Tottenham the last two or three games where there's a dude literally on corner kicks, uh, like boxing out our goalie? And I don't see this in most other games. I think it's a, I think it's a tactic. Pet maybe Tottenham, found last Tottenham game. Tottenham supporters are all on about this. <laughs> Jeff and Paolo too. I think that's no relatively normal thing. Yeah, it's uh, a pretty, it is a pretty the, normal in front thing. of the keeper. But that's, of those... that's the thing with Tottenham is we don't we don't tactically prevent it by having yeah. there's no one around Vicario within four steps of Vicario. It's just Vicario. Yeah, Van de Van needs Van de Van needs to get in there and fucking. Yeah, box you got to Yeah, you got to get a guy on that person. That's what has to happen. Yeah. Then you get the ref over there. Ref blows the whistle, kind of yeah. breaks everything up, and then from there, it's smooth sail and free. Push guys. around, push around a little bit. Yeah, draw that. Yeah. So I, from the referee. I got a little feisty this last game, and, or not this game, but the city game. And I told Sarah, I'm like my wife, I'm like, Vicario should just get, take those new venom ass looking. He venom's his nickname. <laughs> Take those new venom ass looking gloves and just punch Rodri in the back of the head. <laughs> Take a PK. Who cares? Like punch him in the back of the head. Teach him not to do that. Like if no one else is going to stand up for you when you have Cuddy Romero, who everyone arguably is the like most toughest Argentine player in the world. You know, like he's a, uh, he's a dude. Show some respect. Yeah, outside and of Martinez yeah. exists too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and actually, we have a 17 year old striker from Argentina that we had for six months, and we just loaned him to Sevilla pretty much to get some guidance under Lamella on how to shit house better <laughs> than then come back to Tottenham during the offseason and like just glow up. Like, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think Tottenham's going to tactically figure this out, but. Evidently, I, I'm just a, being a little bitch boy complaining about this, <laughs> and you guys are all like, "No, that's normal. Everyone has this." But I've I've been watching a lot of games a lot of times. I don't see this as regularly. That drives me nuts. As this, like, I could see maybe a Lewis Dunk from Brighton boxing yeah. his ass into oh, people yeah. just because he's an ass. But yeah, no. wow. It, I uh, I think better times are ahead, though. Um, I mean, Richarlison's purring and Sonny's coming back and Basuma's back now. So. Uh, exactly. And I think I think Toby, you quietly have, I'd say a top five left back in the world and a top five right back in the world right now. I I think Poro and Udoki are absolutely incredible. I I love them both. Thank do you. you. Think, do you think Dragusin maybe could move into center back alongside Van de Ven and get Romero just out to be one of those come off the bench or play FA Cup? He's listed as a center back in FIFA. Yeah. yeah. But he's been, he's been playing right back, Dragusin. 
Oh, yeah. No, Dragusin's coming in as a right back. Uh, or, excuse me, not as a back. He's coming in as a center back, from what I understand. Oh, okay. Okay. And I've seen I him out wide. Um, he's a big ass dude, like yeah, big ass. Right. And no, I I don't think anyone's gonna take Cuddy's position. I think he's too valuable. And I think Van Devin's closing speed is very underrated. And I think that's that's as well. And I think Van Devin's a Rolls Royce, man. I really I, think uh, he is I think he is good. I'm gonna get into this more based on today's stuff, but before we get into Liverpool Arsenal, I got a little trivia for you guys. This is from Squawka. Who, if you guys don't follow Squawka on Twitter, they are like the premier advanced analytics when it comes to soccer and some of the or footballing and when it comes to some of the stats when it comes to this. So midweek, Keeks, Ed, Darwin is one of three players. Darwin Nunez is I know you Ed, you shouted him out. You love him too. I do I I think he's a Rolls Royce. I I truly do. I think he could be a top five. Rolls Royce striker, a, a top five striker and a top 10 winger in the world when it comes to scoring everything, dude, he's so good. He's got everything. Uh, Darwin is one of three players in the last eight seasons in the premier league to not score with 11 plus shots. So this last game, I think he hit the post four times, which is a, a record, but yep. uh, he has 11 plus shots and never scored a goal. Can you name one of two players over the last eight seasons? One of them is Anthony. No, but one of them I think is a United player. Um, Lukaku. Think obnoxiously. It's not Lukaku. Uh, I'll give you a year. I'll give you a year for Manchester United. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Is it? God, that feels so long ago. Eight years ago. Is it like marijuana Fellaini or something? Just retired, <laughs> by the way. That's, yeah. that's my shout cheer. out. My shout cheer. out to my boy, Marijuana, dude. Oh, I love lady. that guy. I love, I love that, that man. guy. Um, um, yeah, Toby, I got nothing, man. I think. Uh, okay, so we got one right here. Zlatan. Interesting. Wow. Zlatan against Darwin Burnley. Against Sean Dyke Burnley back in 2016. 11 plus shots. He had 11 and didn't. 11 shots didn't in a score match goal. for one player is fucking crazy. Yeah, that's insane. So Odegaard did it this year against Bournemouth. He had 11 wow. shots on on goal. Wow. Yeah. So uh, uh yeah. So that's that's your trivia right there right. guys. Darwin's in good company then. I like that. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, something I, like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Darwin Darwin is in good company. I don't think that guy's Zlatan, but he's pretty good. So before we get into this Keegs, and I want to hear your full Man. analysis of this. Ed, you're a neutral like me. I didn't really care. I, I kind of oh. did. I hate Arsenal. That's not a neutral. There, there's he nothing neutral about today's game. I hate Liverpool. Okay, so I hate Arsenal. So during their primes, and I'm saying this because our Ted, I feel like, is in prime right now. Who would you rather bitch slap? Jurgen Klopp <laughs> or Mikel Arteta? I'd slap those veneers right out Jurgen Klopp's mouth, buddy. <laughs> Set him into retirement. Yeah, smack <laughs> smack those things right out of his mouth. Ed Ed has been singing "Bye Bye Kloppo," some version of "Bye Bye, bye Miss bye, Mr. Kloppo yeah. Pie." Put He's been singing that shit. Ooh, I love I, I love a good Don McLean reference. Yeah, I love like that. that. Since the 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 notification that Klopp was leaving, Ed has been singing that, which is 
refreshing really it just lets me know that Klopp has lived rent free in your head since he signed with the Liverpool which is uh really comforting and nice so into it only only rent free since he basically told PG PG MOL to stop giving us fucking penalties (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. Liverpool. Um, well, it'll, it'll, it'll make you happy. Go ahead, Tops. Am I overreacting with this timing of him doing this and everything? Kind of, like, you know, that was you're in a huge stretch. Like two of the five games I I talked about over a week period had Liverpool in those games. You had two big games, and for him to come out and say that he's leaving the club like dude he's a lame duck at this point and i don't i don't know like i i'm assuming liverpool is strong enough and prepared enough when it comes to how to manage uh internally in the club but to have your manager come out and say that shit mid-season like what was the point of that like i appreciated the way that he did it he announced to the club actually in november that he was leaving okay so, so I mean, it's, it's been a secret for two and a half months so i did um, not know that but that makes yeah. but still like it's it's tough but you, you look at it two ways that can galvanize the troops and get them going um or it can suck the wind out of them and they've looked good and they uh, until today and they looked absolutely terrible today and that's my biggest issue a loss to arsenal who is i mean this is the best arsenal side we've seen since the early 2000s Thierry Henry, um, Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, probably. yeah, I mean, and and they've had good sides in between, but this is the best side we've seen since that era, that early T- title contenders. And so to lose to Tottenham at the Emirates, I can stomach that. But the way that we played, the way we came out and played, we got completely outplayed, completely outworked, and as much as I love Klopp, completely outmanaged. Um, Arteta was set up; those boys were fucking starving from the jump and they completely dominated us they wanted to come in and take our lunch and they did for the first 45 minutes and we were lucky to get a goal back and that's just something to me that uh, that wraps us up through most of the Klopp era in a nutshell where he's he's brilliant he's he, I, I think he goes down hate him or love him as one of the best Premier League managers of all time you've got Sir Alex you got Pep um you got Wenger, but I, I think he's up there in that conversation with those guys. So you, you can't take much away from him, but we have the tendency when we are chasing, when we're points down or when we're down in a match, we're hungry and we're rabid. I mean, the way we fly around the pitch, we are rabid. But when we're ahead in a match or when we're ahead in the league on points, we are the most content sorry soft fucking team in the premier league where we play down to our opponents and we just get dominated and we look so complacent and that's exactly how we look today and i know i think darwin being out is a huge loss um gakpo up top gakpo and gravenberg were both in the starting lineup so darwin being banged up forces gakpo in and obviously we're missing mo and then in the midfield, Gravenberg, who I think will be a phenomenal player. I really do. I love that signing. And I think Gakpo will be a good player as well. But both of them are not cut for this type of match yet. They're both – Gakpo is a second too slow. And Gravenberg, we just signed this year from Ajax. He's not used to playing in a match like this at the Emirates. He's not, he's not cut up for it. 
And I think Soboslai missing is is a huge loss. Um, and I think Klopp got it completely wrong taking Trent out. Uh, liability defensively. Gabriel uh, Martinelli. Andy Robertson is who he switched him for. Yeah. And um, I would have preferred bring in Rabo for Gomez. You're getting a lot more coverage in the back with Rabo. Have him stay home. Don't have him get forward like Rabo likes to do. Uh, on the and left have, instead of the right. Yeah. And have Trent play that that inverted where he drops into center midfield when he when we're attacking and, and make make those back three be disciplined and stay back and let you know let the other players move forward and the reason i say that trent absolutely is a liability defensively i will admit that every day of the week offensively aside from maybe de Bruyne and on, yeah, on occasion on occasion ward prowse there's no one who strikes the ball better than him, whether it's mm -hmm. a shot or it's a cross. He had a cross that he played on a long ball, damn near on the touch line. And he he plays it first touch and puts it right on fucking Jota's knee within the six-yard box. And it's that's what we were missing. We were trying to push forward at the end of the match, and there's nothing. There's There's no channel through the middle, absolutely no channel through the middle. And we're just hitting balls in. I mean, it was high school shit, just – it, not even picking out a player. It's just, I'm just going to hit a cross because I have space and it's what I should do. And if you have Trent out there, he's going to find somebody. Whether they're making a run or not, he's going to find somebody and it's going to be dangerous. And I, I just think Klopp got it horribly wrong taking him off. And I would have liked to have seen Tiago, despite the fact that he's dusty. Just coming well, a little just bit came back too. Just right, back right. Too. I mean, yeah. he's, 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 he's dusty. He's, he hasn't played a lot, but we needed experience in the pivot because every time Curtis and uh, McAllister got the ball, they were pressured constantly. I mean, props to Arteta and Arsenal. They came out and they just hounded us. But every time they received the ball in the back, they had nowhere to go with it besides play it backward. Mm -hmm. And I think Tiago brings in – I mean, that's what he's built his career on is that little feint when he receives the ball and he creates that space. And then he's picking out a pass from a mile away. And next thing you know, you've been playing out of your back in your own 18, and now you've got three forwards streaming up the pitch. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen him coming in earlier. And I can give some grace for that one because, again, he's he's rusty. He's been on the shelf for so many months. He's old. He's coming back from injury. So I get that one. But um, just midfield-wise, we were completely outplayed. Um, Gravenberg, I, 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 I think, will be good. But – we miss Soboslai a lot, and I actually would have preferred Harvey Elliott in there for the full 90 minutes. And that's what we – I mean, we talked about this earlier with Manchester United, where, like, I mean, in the Prem, it's so – such a fine line between the top teams and the bottom teams where the dogs are in the middle, like they are right now. Like, that's where the Prem is won and lost, is in the midfield. and. Yeah. You had Diego Joto up top with Diaz on the left, Gakpo on the right, McAllister in the middle, uh, Jones and Gravenberg on the right. And, dude, I, I yeah, they were definitely outclassed. Both, both teams played a 4-3-3, and uh, Jorginho, Rice, and Odegaard just bossed it the entire time. Rice was, Rice was phenomenal, and Jorginho looked like he was yeah. Chelsea of five years ago. That was, prime. that was a vintage Jorginho. Yeah. Yes. He and great today. You had not seen that in forever. That that's the yeah. first time I think I've seen that all year from Arsenal. Uh Jorginho at Arsenal this year. Like hands down, looked great. 
Odegaard's Odegaard. He's always going to be he's good. He's class, man. He's yeah, absolutely he's class. class. He's cla- uh, were you guys okay with – I saw that afterwards stuff. I was I was fine Wait, with what, it. Wait, what was it? What was it? Jamie, Jamie Carragher threw like a, a fit over it, but I was fine he, with he it. Was, he took the camera from the cameraman. He evidently like, they – evidently dude, Jamie, dude, tell Jamie Carragher to <laughs> suck it, dude. Oh, no, no. Jamie, Jamie's cool until – until Liverpool, until Liverpool take a bullet. take a bullet yeah, and then then he's throwing strays at everyone dude, like that so, sounds like their manager me. right now oh uh, and that was another thing Keegs. i will i will say that was mickey mouse of Klopp to just start pulling out shit from history oh yeah last game we played uh most and this guy got fouled for this and that was yellow but this guy didn't call it this time i'm like dude who cares like Refs are just like humans. They're or refs are humans, actually. Whoa, <laughs> correlation. Uh, refs are humans, like they make these calls, and it is what it is. Like, they're not gonna be a hundred percent. And for him to like reference that shit, like it yeah. just it was it was old clop. It was old clop, and I actually kind of liked it, but it was it was old clop, and I'm 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 all into like burning the place down, throwing paint on people, like and like tarring them and feathering them. Like, I'm totally into that. Like, let's do it all. Uh, but clop just it's not even much. old Klopp. It's it's just Klopp. It's That's Klopp. who he is, and it, yeah. it's, I've I've never um, defended like his post match pressers because he he does that shit, and it's like, dude, no, there's no excuse. We got absolutely abused today, and that's and it. That's and, why. And that's, that's why Ed picked the bitch lap of Klopp. And <laughs> and, not, and not I, I actually have a serious question, and one of them is going to sound like a troll, but it's not. I want to hear your thoughts because these were two players for me that honestly looked like they struggled, and I have. I need more of an opinion on one than the other. Um, I thought Verge obviously looked terrible today. I think from the jump, even like everything he was doing, I thought was pretty bad. Yep. Um, and I'll go with, go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. There was one player you didn't mention and like, Hey, they're not up for these big games. Dude, I, thought, I, I, I him and I thought McAllister didn't really play very well either. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on him. Cause personally, I don't rate him. I never rated him that high. So I'm curious, you know, number 10 shirt. I'm curious what your thoughts are on Maka. He's a number 10 who's playing as a six pivot. Um, I think that's the first issue. Uh, and he had no time receiving the ball in the back. He's a creative player, and he's now having to be a Yves Basuma game manager, receive the ball in my own final third, which doesn't help him. Um, he, he looks more like a Hoy Beer, honestly. If I had to do if I had to get my Tottenham <laughs> reference up. Um, yeah, that's that. I actually almost mentioned that. That is how we looked playing out of back. It was like Tottenham with Hoy Beer just playing the ball backward to a, a wing back, or um, Hope, hoping that they get it and can yeah, maybe yeah, make yeah, a yeah. movement based off versus, of that. Like, versus current Tottenham, where Basuma will play the ball, for, will find a way to play yeah. the ball forward, which is why I would like to see Tiago in there. So I think McAllister's being played out of position, which is tough. Um, I didn't think he looked great today at all, and I, I would be curious to see him in a 10. The thing is. I, I mean, our midfield without Sobosla, I think that's one of the biggest players for us. I think he's he, so he brilliant. might be your biggest, your he's biggest box to box, and he can do everything. He can play out of the back. He can get forward. He can put a shot on. He can whip a cross in. He can take a free kick. Drink that Hungarian vodka, whatever that shit's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw that the little clip of him after the Hungary game. He's, I tried he's to like buy it. Out. Tried yeah, to buy it. Don't even know what it is. <laughs> Don't it's even like know when what Zaha, it is. When Zaha yeah. was drinking piss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I think that McAllister's good. I just don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to run all over the pitch. He's, he's uh, to me, he's, 
I don't want to compare him to Pierlu because Pierlu's a cut above, obviously, but he's that type of player who's going to sit deep and kind of manage things, and he's not going to cover a ton of ground. And a match like today does not suit him where Arsenal is flying all over the pitch and you have to be moving. And our midfield in general was just stale. Uh, Gravenberg moves around a lot, but he doesn't. I think he's a step too slow, just like Gakpo. Right now, I think he'll, he'll get better. Um, but I think he's a step too slow. And then Curtis, I think, was a little bit lost because he was getting caught up deep like McAllister was trying to support the back and get the ball out of there. And Arsenal were just better in the midfield. So I, I think yeah. I think McAllister was poor today, um, but I think he was set up to be poor. Um, the other player, Konate, is one that stood out to me and Jared, who was going to join up, um, who originally was going to join tonight. Um, Kanate has been brilliant this year at times better than Van Dyke. And today he was not up for it. He seemed lost in the back. Um, he was getting he look, twisted he up with like Eric Dyer. <laughs> yeah. Not, not Bayern Munich, Eric Dyer, who's arguably the best back <laughs> in Germany right now. I'm talking. Tottenham, yeah. Um, yeah. He just looked lost. And again, I think that's credit to Arsenal for making defenses look lost um but i i i think that um you know i i think that he was just he was really really below the standard that he's set so far this year and i think that he's a quality center back but he, he just wasn't he just wasn't up for it today and in it we paid for it and, and van dyke too um but that ed to piggyback off of what you said earlier not talking keegs you talk about them not being up for it you could argue both the center backs of Arsenal weren't either. Both defenses are yeah. terrible today. Absolutely. And they like like own goals. Uh I was this uh Saliba had like a handball into his own goal, like own goal off his hand. So like, yeah, so, so well Saliba was on Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz played one and it hit off Gabriel's yeah. hand into the own goal. And, but yeah, I mean neither of them were great. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like it was just such a weird game, and that's what it was so so disappointing i actually couldn't watch it live because i was out uh you know nutmegging and bagging bagging goals left and right in my uh old man league uh this morning but like i watched it on the replay and i'm like dude this was like prime time premier league let's let's show us who we have when this when the people made the schedules do you really think they thought liverpool arsenal would have been, you know, one versus two, the one week the NFL wasn't playing in in the United States, and for this to happen and for them to drop the bag and make this bad of a game, like it's just mind blowing to me. And how shitty the defenses were. And Keeks, like looking back two months ago, say, who would you have picked for your midfield two months ago? Would you have had any of those guys in it? Um. Well, yeah, because we don't have a six right now. I mean, it's Endo or. McAllister, who is a ten, but um, with without well, all the injuries I had, or I would other, have had other domestic cups. Curtis has been good this year, so I would have had Curtis in there with Sobosly, and then again at the six, I think I'm still taking Maka over Endo. Um, but I think that's a big issue for us. I think we're in a similar boat to United, where we need a, a true six. Um, if Tiago's healthy and has more reps, I think. Tiago is the the obvious choice for that, but Tiago's fresh off of an injury, just started training, you know, over the last month. So 
um yeah i mean we were in a little bit of a pickle but that's that is what it is you got to spend money and you got to pick up those players so kings i'll be honest with you i i mean you said he's only been out for a couple months i swear tiago has not played a game in like two and a half years no ago. he's only been training for like a month oh, he's, been out, okay. he's been out for forever yeah, okay I mean, dude, yeah, i was like yeah. i cannot i forgot yeah. he was on your team genuinely yeah, um, yeah. No, that, is that, that, is, that an, is that is that an issue for you guys like is he is it yeah. to the point where like hey he's always kind of like a reese james where it's like he's great but like he never plays yeah, but no, um, because he's a guy who joined us at 31 years old. Where did did Reese James really just take a, a stray bullet right now from Ed? Is that what that was? As yes, because yes. I was a Reese James stand dude. I was like, this is the best right back in the world. Just and wanted like, to dunk on Trent. Yeah, dude. He's better than Trent when he plays. <laughs> he's better than Please. Trent. He's better than Please. Trent when he plays 10 games in a Please. row. He never plays 10 games in a row, dude. I'm it's sorry awful. for cutting you off, Keegs, but. I mean, just saying. So, yeah, Reese James can catch strays on this pod all day. I'm fine with that. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, th- that's. I think that's a huge issue for us. Endo has played actually fairly well this series. Obviously, at the Asian Cup right now. Um, Not anymore. But, well, yeah, he'll be coming back. But I, I just don't see that being the guy for us either. We've got two sixes who are 30 plus years old, um, and it just feels like these are are band aids right now. And it's like we're in a title race and an yeah. FA Cup run and a Carabao Cup run and still live in Europa. Like, we need a six. This is this is Liverpool. This is one of the, the premier clubs in the world right now at our, at our, our, our heights. How do we not have that hole plugged? Um, and that just causes a lot of problems. And we saw that today put on full blast where we're playing a 10 out there, which – McAllister's managed well this season, but it's it's different when you're playing against Arsenal at the Emirates, hungry to come and you know steal some points from you, and that's that. I feel like was was kind of the catalyst for what led to the performance today, um, because like you said, Toby, the the match was lost in the middle of the pitch, and we were bad everywhere but it was especially lost in the middle of the pitch. And and Ed mentioned Van Dyke. Um, one of the commentators, I can't remember. I don't think it was Lasso, um, but they mentioned, you know, you can count on your fingers because Van Dyke's been under criticism since the injury and whatnot. He said, you can count on your fingers uh, on one hand, how many mistakes Van Dyke and Allison have both made this year. And they both made a mistake at the same time. I personally think that was completely on Allison. I think Van Dyke shielded him as long as he uh, could. Yeah, that was a total shield. By, by my standards, you run into the guy to shield it for the goalie to take, and the goalie, he whipped on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing. I, Van Dyke, Ed, I know you just went take a, a little restroom break there. You had mentioned Van Dyke. Um, Did Ed just after, show himself? <laughs> after, <laughs> after his injury, there was a lot of criticism. He wasn't quite the same Van Dyke we were used to. And I feel like this season he started to get back to that Van Dyke to an extent. Um, oh, see, obviously think... not not quite in his prime, but he's still been good. He hasn't gotten beat many times this year. Um, but the the play today where him and Allison crossed their wires, I was just saying while you were gone, Ed, um, the commentator said you can count on one hand how many mistakes Allison and Van Dyke have made this year. And they both made a glaring error at the same time. 
and I I put that fully on Alisson, I really do, who's been our best player this year. Yeah. Because Van Dyke gave a little bit of a shoulder to, to Martinelli, boxed him out, and Alisson went right past the ball. And I get it, Van Dyke's right there. He airmailed it, too. He I don't it. care. Yeah, dude, I don't care if I break a fucking collarbone. I'm getting a foot on that ball. I don't care if it goes 10 yards. I don't care if it goes all the way down the pitch. You have to get a foot on the ball. So, so what about right okay, okay Keeks, Here's my. What about when you get nutmeg by Leandro's Trossard? That was. I think. Right. I think that was worse than. That, I think definitely worse in my opinion. That was bad goalkeeping. That was bad. I think the first one that was for me, for me as a center back. Keeks <laughs> wants to fight right now. Let's go, Ed. Dude, no, I, I think for him. me Pump as him, a center Ed. back, dude. Two things I'm going to say here: Van Dyke got body, bro. Like he didn't put his shoulder into Martinelli. Martinelli put his shoulder into him. And but Martinelli bounced backward. He went. I know, to but it still leg. moved. It moved Van Dyke enough to where he got out. And here's the, and here's the thing. No, Ed, Ed, before you too. before you say into his thing, I will go as far as to say, I've always thought, I've always thought Van Dyke was a little soft. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, I won't go that far, but I think and I'll ask you this question. It's all hypotheticals, obviously, and who's to say. What if Allison goes and barely touches the ball, rips into Van Dyke, he gets hurt, Van Dyke, he and or Van Dyke get hurt, and, Ooh, Arsenal, Jordan and, and, Arsenal, and Arsenal fucking scores anyways? Then what are you saying? I I get it, but I don't think in that split second you're thinking about no, that. At, I, think you're that- thinking, I think you're thinking this is a tied match and a potential Premier League titles on the line. And I'm going for it. It's either Van Dyke, if you want to criticize him, head it back. Don't, no nonsense, head it back. But Allison's coming out. So to me, Van Dyke is in the right there. Like, I'm going to try and shield. I'm going to get in Martinelli's way. If you want to argue Martinelli bodied him, fine. I'll, I'll give you that. I don't believe it, but I'll give you that. But Allison <laughs> is coming out. Allison, Allison is coming out. So as the center back, I'm just trying to get in Martinelli's way any way I can. And allow my keeper to do his business, and he didn't. For me, that that is what it is. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't. I don't think either yeah. player in that moment is like, "Oh, I'm going to injure the other well, player," didn't, which didn't. I think is is a hazard for sure. No, I th- I don't think they're thinking of that. I think they're thinking clear the damn ball as quickly yeah. as possible. Put your body on the line, whatever. I think Barnelli made a good play on Van Dyke, and yeah. Allison just read it improperly, and Martinelli was like, "Oh." The ball just popped this right gift. there, and then, <laughs> yeah, that was it. And I think and... Trossard got a gift from Allison too, by the way. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll give that... flowers to Trossard because I think he's phenomenal. I thought he was phenomenal. He is really good. Should have been, should have been Mudrit though. Mudrit. He's such a seventy-plus minute player, Trossard, and he is so good, isn't he? Like, he is. and he I, could score I would, anywhere else. Anywhere I would else take him. I, I, that's what I was gonna say. I would take him anywhere. Like, I would yeah. take him at Juve today. Juve could have used him. Like with oh, Chiesa yeah. and Weya coming off the bench. I'd actually like, love to see him in Serie. I'd love to see him over at Atalanta. I think he would go crazy at Atalanta. Oh, my God. There's so much to do in Serie A right now. Ed, let's just keep going. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about with Liverpool Arsenal? Or nah, let's there? move on. Let's move on. We're already at an hour 15. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, real quickly, I don't want to get too romantic, but Song Human. Dude, oh, dude cannot score in the open field, but my boy's got it from the spot. He's got it. My God, banger! 
Oh, dude, and that's not that's not just a banger, dude. That's not that's not that's like a semifinal final. It's clutch moment banger. Ace uh, in the uh, band yeah, banger. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, Afcon, we're just wrapping it up. Tuesday, Jordan versus Korea. We have Hoang Hee Chan, Lee Kang In, Kim uh, Min Jae. We have a bunch of other players from Korea. Dude, they're all so good. And Jurgen Klinsmann's not good. And I question his tactics. Not uh, a fan, honestly, huh? oh, not a fan at all. And to the point where I don't think Korea is that good of a team because of that. I literally think it's their players pulling them. Like, dude, they're they're like a 90 plus minute team. Four of their four or five goals they've had 90 plus minutes to take on victories like a lot going on uh the only thing i'll say moving forward because uh korea is playing jordan and jordan is a good team they really are and uh 25 year old player uh sol young woo center back left back of korea remember i was complaining last week about their aging left back that they started yeah. were starting no they got rid of him they have this guy in and he's picking up the pay or picking up the pieces uh, he was linked to West Ham, actually. He almost made a roof. He's in the K-League right now, but he was going to make a move to West Ham. Uh, fell through last transfer window. Um, I think he probably ends up in the top starting 11 of the overall tournament. He's that good of a player at left back and left center back position. But, dude, there's – Korea is just – they're good, but they have so many uh, uh, tactical questions that I I don't think Jurgen Klinsmann has an answer to. And the only thing that's keeping them going is literally like he chans, who's Wolverhampton Wanderers player, uh, his like ligaments staying intact <laughs> while he's playing. Dude, no, uh, you we joke, but they're playing like. 120 minutes back-to-back games and guys coming off injuries playing like they're all wrapped up like it's 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 pretty wild and that's what this tournament has become is uh late game winners um same thing with qatar and iran they're coming they're playing on wednesday uh qatar's a host nation iran are i think i i think it's going to be between Jordan and Korea, I think Korea is going to step up and they're going to make it. And then I think Iran will as well. Um, Iran beat the tournament favorites, uh, the Blue Samurai, Japan 2-1. Uh, late, late PK. I want to say 95th minute. And same thing with uh, with Korea. And that's like the Asian Cup in a whole. Like it's, uh, it's like not very good, but it's like actually really good at the same time. If that makes sense, like it's like exciting to watch, but it's there's not a lot. Like we were talking about earlier, the midfields are awful. Like Korea's midfield is not good. If they just had a dude who could like boss a little bit better at that number six position than what they have, who is a journeyman. Like I think that dude even played in Vancouver for two years. Like they're they're they're, they're number six. Like he's been all over the place and. They just need a little bit more possession and a little bit more uh, control in the middle of the pitch. I think any of these teams can win. And um, I have the betting odds right now. So Korea, to, to win the whole thing, Korea is minus 115. So they're still the favorites. Iran's plus 190. Qatar plus 650, who is the host nation, by the way. So it's their home, home court advantage. And then Jordan who plays uh, Korea 
they were a plus eleven hundred. Um, hammer Jordan, I guess. How does it say hammer? Yeah. Uh, so this this game specifically, Jordan's plus five fifty, and South Korea is minus two hundred. So yeah, sounds right. So you can Here's win money thing. on both. Uh, you got one thing, Tope. What I forget? A, there's a Tottenham Hotspur on that team. You know they're not winning a trophy. Mm, <laughs> you might. Shout. You might. Yeah, well, to see. Uh, 2015, <laughs> Song Human did make it there as well, but he didn't really play as much. You know, it was eight years ago. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I really don't. And now that you're joking about that, I kind of think Harry Kane might not win in the Bundesliga now that you're saying that. I don't appreciate you throwing that shit into the air right now with that bad juju. Well, speaking of juju, um, I was talking Friday that I was going to finally chop off my hair after a year and a half, and I did. Um, I can't even see it with your hair. The hair is cut. um, And Benny Reinhardt, our boy in the office, City fan. just the heel um, to to our Premier League group of fans. Um, he was like, "Wow, that's that's pretty ballsy that you're going to cut off the hair with Liverpool on top of the league going into a match against Arsenal." And immediately, I just started second guessing the the juju that I was going to bring about Liverpool. And here we are, boys. Here we are. Here we are after three one loss. <laughs> um, but what you were saying about the Asian Cup is very similar with the Afcon, and uh, it's. Funny because these international tournaments, especially when they're in the middle of the season where players have been playing for months and months and months, um, we talk about the Premier League and you need that long-term sustainability and you need to you know, keep the performances going, keep players healthy. In international tournaments, even more so while they're thrown in the midst of a domestic league season, are a short-term version of that where you have so many matches back-to-back and it, it really is just who can who can sustain that wear and tear and who can grind out those victories and you know it, it, you're, it's not, you're talking ivory coast aren't you uh, yeah i'm talking the entire tournament really but especially ivory coast yeah um and it's just who who can who can absorb that wear and tear and just find while, a way to win while hitting a 40 yard belter yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You need one of those thrown in every once in a while. But uh, Afghan has been fucking nuts, and we'll start with Ivory Coast. Um, I I love all in, of it. I love ins- all of it. Insane match. They're the hosts. Uh, they've had a few thrillers. Round of sixteen, they equalized in the eighty-six against Senegal on a PK with Kessier. Won it in penalties in the quarterfinal um, this past week. Trailed Mali late after a banger from Nene uh, Dorgelis. He goes by Nene. Midfield substitute he plays for RB Salzburg with ten men. By the way, they yeah. came back. They came back to beat Mali with ten men. Yeah, um, but Mali Nene scored a banger, and then in the 90th minute, Ivory Coast comes back and Adingra scores one, and then forces extra time. All through extra time, the whole 30 minutes, goalless, and then yeah. in the 120th, a set piece headed out to the edge of the box. Fofana. Hits one in, little worm burner along the ground, and Diakite just gets a little heel flick on it, directs it in, and the place went fucking nuts, man. It was it was incredible. I was streaming this in the car. Uh, I was dropping shit off at Goodwill, and I'm like looking at it. I'm like, all right, we're coming down. It's it's about to go to PKs, and I like drop the box into the little like drop off area, and I just turn around and I see the goal go in and it, yeah. 
It was absolutely wild. Ivory Coast is just like the AFC, where I think they've only won one game in the in ninety minutes. Like every game, they've had to go extra minutes, ninety plus to win. That's that builds like a thing within a team, you know? And I think oh, yeah. you being able to keep doing that over and over and over, as long as you have the stamina and whatever, like that, that means something. And it's Ivory Coast home nation. Dude, that place was rocking. Like people yeah. were, were doing dances I've never seen before. And it's like, that's AFCON dude. Like <laughs> they, they, they create shit. Like they Afcon do. Is, it's, 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 it's crazy over there. It's a, I love it. I want more of it. I literally want more of it. And it, <laughs> It's so frustrating talking to all the boys uh, from like central North Africa that I play with on Sunday morning league. And they're all like, I'm like, Hey, how do you guys watch AFCON? They're like, Oh, we can't like, there's nowhere to watch it. Or we have to stream it illegally and like stick it on, like on the TV based on our phone and stuff. And it's like, why, why is that the case? Why do we have to have like, not even BN it's like BN plus or whatever it's like, plus. yeah it's like bullshit it's like why can't we just watch afcon like what's the problem i said the other day in our group chat it's a crime that this is not on one of the the streaming like peacock I, or paramount or yes let's let's bring this bitch down ed you and yeah. me dude that's let's pretty that is pretty surprising i was actually gonna ask because i'm not a huge afcon watcher myself i think Mo- you guys, most people aren't yeah and yeah. one thing i do love about those tournaments is i do love that when you get like a player like a like a like a sunny who's just like the best, clearly the best player in that tournament, most likely. And you can kind of see him just go all, I think Keegs, you're the one who said this, they can kind of just go all over the place and do their thing. Um, it's almost like watching like a high school game when they got that one player who played club soccer and you're like, oh yeah, that guy's legit. Let's watch him will his team to a final. Um, but it is surprising that you can't watch it anywhere. I thought this whole time you'd watch it on like Paramount or something, to be honest. Yeah, the the Asian Cup, you can watch on Paramount partially. Like, not all the games, but I think good portion, but AFCON's nowhere to be seen, and that's yeah. that's what's so frustrating, but at the same time, like, I mean, I get it, like, there's money rights involved and whatnot, but... so Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a watch list for how many matches that I've watched for uh, for AFCON, but I'll, I'll try and get quickly through, because we're almost at an hour and a half here. I'll try and go through the rest. So Nigeria beat Angola. I thought this was going to be a shootout. It was a 1-0 match. Nigeria won. Um, Angola's been putting up goals galore, uh, and they were a team that wasn't very heavily favored, so to make it to the to the quarters here or to the uh yeah quarters here was Mm -hmm. a huge feat for them and to play against nigeria who's a team loaded with talent a country that's got traditionally a a wild amount of talent um but no nigeria looked good we've we've been waiting for their attack um it's kind of that we've we've talked about like they've got the talent especially up front and it's a matter of of actually finishing those chances off and yeah. Adam Adam Olukman, our boy, has been their guy. Um, round of sixteen had a brace against Cameroon um, and scored a goal for him in in the quarterfinal here. Um, Angola had multiple chances as well. One on goal, like one right on the goal line. Keeper made a great save on, and then another that hit the post. But um, Osman had a header and and uh, a shot on the break that a, a defender made a really great play on and, and deflected mm-hmm. it, but. Shout um, out, I, shout out, Skellia for his uh, his that's worldy, worldy of that a was an absolute banger. That was yeah. a banger. Yeah, that sorry, is, sorry, shout out, but uh, yeah. you know, all good. Um, no, I mean, and then 
Democratic Republic of Congo was like one of the like bottom four teams when he went into the odds for this tournament. And they're about to be in the semifinals here. Um, they beat Guinea 3-1, stunner, penalty early for Guinea. And then Democratic Republic of Congo just came right back, scored off a corner, um, back post, PK later on. And then they scored off a free kick, left foot, looked like it was going to be an in-swinger and it just had a little knuckle to it, went top near post and the goalkeeper was just lost. Uh, really probably a goalkeeper error, but um, huge goal regardless. Not, and, not an AFCON. Yeah, banger. Um, and then Cape Verde, who's made an amazing run. Love country. them. Yeah, the Blue Sharks, man. Country of 500,000 people. Insane. Um, but South Africa got through on PKs. Um, and South Africa, I like a lot. They're really well balanced all the way through the pitch. They're one of Did, those teams in international competitions. It's tough to sink a full team together. It's usually go, go, go and, back and forth. Try not to tear a hamstring and, did did you link them to Manchester United for a trade rumor? Moko Anna, man, that's the, that's the six right there that Premier League teams should be going for. Look Damn. at that foreshadowing, kicks. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, they they got thrown penalties, um, and so we're gonna have Nigeria versus South Africa. I think that'll be a really good match, and then Ivory Coast, uh, DR Congo, and I. I mean, it's it's two it's two thoroughbreds versus two uh, sweethearts, darling. Africa, but South Africa is kind of a sweetheart, darling. And a little Congo, bit. Congo yeah, absolutely is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it feels like it's leading to a Nigeria Ivory Coast final, which is amazing. I mean, you've got Nigeria with with just generation after generation of talent, and Ivory Coast being the host, also with generation after generation of talent. Um, but you never know with Afcon. Don't bet on this tournament. Please don't bet on this tournament. Um, it's but if you did bet on this tournament, let me get the <laughs> just kidding. You get, I don't have it in front of me right now. I'll figure it out though. Give me a second. Uh, that's fine. We can move into yeah, really quickly. Into I'm just gonna gloss over Serie A. Um, Inter beat Juve one nil. They probably could have beat them three 0 today. Uh, uh Keeks Inter's gonna win it all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're up like Sealed. eight or nine points. I'm gonna say sealed. Yeah, and and I think that they. I think that they proved that today by they only won one nil, but they dominated into uh, Juve. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, Napoli beat Verona. We already spoiled my my belter of the week, but Kavika just a fucking banger. Mm. Um, beat them two one, and then they had an own goal as well um, to get past them. And then Atalanta. This is, could be a cheer, I guess, but uh, Charles de Ketelaer brace um really Boys nice finally getting it together huh? man he is dude ac milan just and i i get it that they want to throw him out on loan i'm glad that it was a loan and not a permanent move for their sake because this dude is a player cut in on his left what's, what's it his in. hair look like looks like fucking ian robin his hair looks the same he still looks like a 12 year old little belgian boy um five goals six assists this year um and i think like 20 matches in Serie A. pretty mm -hmm. pretty decent season he's putting together so that's all I got for Serie A. Do you have you got the betting odds or no? Yeah, from Afcon. Uh, who do you like in Nigeria? South Africa is minus one sixty for Nigeria and plus six hundred for South Africa. Oh my! Ivory Coast is plus one ten and Congo is plus three forty. Wow! For, all right. For uh, Yowza's um, team futures. Oh, they actually have player futures uh, for team futures to win it all. Nigeria plus 120, 
Ivory Coast plus 200, Congo plus 500, and South Africa plus 600. So it looks like Nigeria, then Ivory Coast. Congo uh, over at South Africa. That's yeah. There's still with them playing Nigeria. That makes sense. There's still, I don't have any, I have no idea about the top goal scorers, but uh, Emilio Nusi is minus one or minus uh, 600. And uh, Lookman is plus 500. And then Oseman is plus 1600 for a goal scoring. So yeah, I, I have no idea where the goal scoring is at right now, but it looks like Lookman's a good bet if he's like one or two back. I think in Sue, um, so he's out of the tournament, and I think he had five or six, and Lookman mm-hmm. had three. So that's a, so a you little need bit two, of an uphill two to there. equal, two yeah. to equal three over a two game period. Yeah. I kind of like, um, I mean, I, I think Nigeria and, and Ivory Coast will be in the final, but if South Africa's plus 550, I, I kind of like maybe throwing a little bit of money there, seeing what happens. Yeah. Um, but. Anyway, uh, booze, cheers, belters. What do we got? I already threw out my my belter, and I guess my cheer was to Kettler, and I've got no boo. Yeah. So, Toby, take it away. Uh, so, I have a cheer really quickly. Uh, my cheers for uh, Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, never been there. It's kind of <laughs> shitty. Uh, but it joins uh, LaSalle, Qatar, Moscow, Rio de Janeiro, Berlin, Paris, Johannesburg, South Africa. And uh, Yokohama, Japan, as uh, the site of the next World Cup. It was released today. Uh, U.S., Mexico, and Canada are going to get quite a bit. And it looks like New York, L.A., and Dallas are the three, with Dallas and New York being the thoroughbreds, and they're in NFL stadiums. So uh, Cowboy Stadium and then uh, uh, MetLife, I want to say, is where New York is. So Yeah uh so yeah uh cheers to them although i would not put rutherford up there with moscow rio de janeiro berlin paris or any of those other cities so Buenos yeah, Aires, i want to say yeah uh you got any cheers ed or can we just go right to my belter which was uh Ebereka eze midweek mans was on one against sheffield uh keegs I don't know if you were working with him, but I guarantee he was fully torqued the entire day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He oh, was, yeah it was. I think I got five or six texts in the group chat about how great he is. So his no. sweet his sweet child, I think, is something like that is yeah. what he calls him. My boy, my prince, my prince, <laughs> the prince of the palace. Prince Love of the it. palace. Prince of the palace, yeah. That's all I got, boys. What about you? Anything Anything else you want to throw in here before uh, before we take off for the night? Ed, yeah. want to shout out the family or something or the um, the group? Yeah, shout out to Bruce and Belters podcast for having me on. I do want to say my cheer. I thought of this middle of the podcast. Um, my cheer is going to go to Jay Lings. Uh, Jesse Lingard officially signed a new contract yeah. um, with FC Seoul out in, I believe. That K-League. Was yeah. Korea. So yeah. shout out to him. My boo goes to uh, Sheffield. Um, there was a commentator who said the Premier League is supposed to be competitive and they're nowhere near it and they're for sure going down. So poor guys, got to feel for them. It's tough. Um, but yeah, shout out to the Bruce and Belters podcast. Love being on here. You guys are always a great time. Um, check them out on Twitter, Instagram. Um, if I follow them, they got to be pretty cool. So check us out. <laughs> Beautiful. Cheers, Beautiful. boys. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Thanks. <laughs>